This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we're going to play till I win. Plus, Biz can see Katie Bell is about done, Teresa's Village gets a new job, and we talk to Dana B. Myers about sex. Woo! I feel like we have to do it. Let's talk about sex, baby. I mean, Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all, all the good, good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Anyway, I love that song. Me too. It's one of my favorites. It's the real reason that we book we continue guests to book sex on death. the show so that we can <laughs> sing our favorite song. Teresa and Buzz's spinoff podcast, Let's Talk About Sex. Uh, so many jokes I could be making, but I'm going to save the jokes for later, guys. Teresa, how are you? I'm okay. I, I'm, it's like hitting me just in the last couple of days how soon summer is now. Oh, yeah. And it's, I'm like, I have this like inability to, like, I, I'm always excited about summer because I still have that sense memory of being a kid yeah. and you're excited about yeah. summer. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's summer. almost summer. And then like, I think about what that means for me. Just <laughs> like, kick the football, Charlie Brown. Come on over here. This time. I'm going to hold the football for you. <laughs> it's really, there's really going to be a lot of yeah. challenges, I think, yeah. in my summer. And <laughs> um, one of those challenges is we're doing less camps this summer for my kids than we've yeah. ever done in the past. Like, oh, yeah. we have had so much trouble with camps. And by the way, shout out to people whose kids Love. don't have yeah. a great place to go to camp where, like, their needs are being met <laughs> and, like, they're not getting in trouble all the time yeah. and it's not, like, a huge hassle to get them acclimated. It's it's It can it's be very lot. hard if your kids have particular needs, depending on what those needs are and depending on where you live yep. and depending on your situation, you may find it very difficult to find a camp that works for your kid. So we're doing a very pared down day camp situation <laughs> in our family. And hopefully that will be a positive experience. Um, in a way, it's going to be more of a break for me because I don't have to deal with a lot of the drama around camp. But I will also have kids with me a lot more. And at the same moment that this is happening, our wonderful part-time babysitter who has been with us since Gracie was six months old. She has been close with all my kids. She got a new job, which is great. She needed a new job because yeah. we, you know, Curtis started preschool a couple months ago. <laughs> not having any more kids. We're not having any more kids. We, you know, we haven't been able to employ her to the extent that we had before. And she works for other families too, not just us. Yeah. But like, she got a new job now that's going to start in June that is basically like the job that will replace our family like in her oh, time. Oh god. So, and that's great and I'm happy for her, but it's also like I she like is our village. Yeah. Like she's that person. Like of course, you know, our families are great and our schools are great, but our our 
there's limitations there, yeah. especially because our families don't live in Los Angeles. So right. she's that person that I would call if somebody was sick yeah. and I had something that I had to do that day. She's the person that I would call for, I mean, like anything. And so I know that she will still happily come over whenever she can. <laughs> But it's not going to be the same. I'm not going to have her to fall back on anymore. And it's a really, it's a really bittersweet feeling. Like, it's nice to be, like, past the stage of, like, needing that all the time. Yeah. But it's very painful to know. Like, I have this, like, image of myself, like, kind of, like, jumping out into thin air (laughs) and, like, hoping that Annette will catch me somehow. Because I just don't know how that's going to go. Like, I just don't know how it's going to be not having that person there available. Oh, yeah. Do you know what, how Pinterest would spin that? How? Camp mom. Oh, God. (laughs) The summer it's. Camp Camp mom. Mom. No, thank you. Camp mom. You need a million balloons. Balloon party in your house. Camp mom. How about camp go play while I do the stuff that I need to do, Right, while I cry silently in the corner. Those counselors at camp mom are sad all the time. (laughs) They haven't taught us any new songs. Uh, uh, They don't like to sing. At least, though, (laughs) Curtis... Has, he's in a preschool that's year-round. Yes. So he will be pretty much covered. There's only one week that that school is closed for the summer. So that's something. Camp TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. Let's see. You guys will be, you guys will be hearing all about yeah, it. I was so going to say, keep will you posted. <laughs> checking in every week. Yeah. How are you, Biz? Ugh, I'm all right. Hello. Little, little work done uh-huh. inside the mouth. Uh-huh. So little dental work. Well, dental. Uh-huh. So mouth has got some stitches and stuff in it. Thank so you for showing up. Biz. You're welcome. I'm here. But what I wanted to talk about was that <laughs> Katie Bell's like nine, and I'm gonna be super cliche, going on teen, uh-huh. and I don't mean like in a. You know, like, I'm a big teen stereotype asshole way. I just mean that, like, you can see, or at least I can see, Stefan, I'm not sure can see yet, Uh where she's just about over us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She is. Oh, wow. Just about. Yeah. Like, we're silly, sarcastic, like, oh, if there's a chance to throw a joke in, that's us. Like, I think at one time, she literally said to a friend we had over that Uh, she had over she's like we were all sitting having lunch and she said hey so-and-so just so you know my parents are really sarcastic like she had to like warn (laughs) this like eight-year-old kid who we are Uh, amazing but like i could see where she's just like the eyes are starting to roll back in her head Uh not in the like i'm gonna roll my eyes dismissively but they're like oh my god i you guys might be more of a liability Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. One of these days we'll have to talk about, like, how I feel like a witness suddenly uh-huh. to to her. Like, like to her world. To her yeah. world. And, like, her, like, it's a different growth. It's a different, like, it's, you know, yes, I was a witness to the kids walking and talking and, yeah. you know, these milestones. Yeah. But this is, like, maybe it's just because uh, I just see the subtleties uh-huh. of, like, adolescence. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah. And I recognize that it's more than just a pimple on your period, right? Yeah. Like, 
And it's 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 like how she moves. It's how she like little movements. You know, like she's done. She's like almost done with us. Wow. I know. And it's great because we're just going to get louder and worse. Yeah. But because that's our job. Right. But, you know, I (laughs) I love it. I salute you. Yeah. Adolescent Katie Bell. Yeah. Here we go. Adolescent Katie Bell. Here we go. We're ready. We'll both be wearing hot dog champion (laughs) t-shirts to your pickup for the rest of your life. (laughs) Speaking of watching children change, I think that ties in nicely to a topic we want to revisit, which is going to be all about playing games. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Two years ago, yeah. we talked about games. Okay. On the show. Really? Yes. Okay. And what we talked about. <laughs> if you to, say so. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> remind everybody two years ago uh-huh. how old our kids were. Yeah, okay. So let's get our let's see if we can do yeah. some math. Uh-huh. So two years ago, Ellis would have been three-ish and yeah. Katie Bell would have been seven-ish. Yeah. Already seeming as developed and as mature as they were going to be. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I thought we had turned a corner at yeah. that time. Yeah. Teresa, how old? <laughs> Three and five. Yeah. And, and a yeah. baby. And a newborn. Yeah. Newborn. Yeah. Pupa. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess most of that conversation sort of really revolved more around like the idea of games. Right. And like favorite games, games we didn't like, our experiences playing games, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like very... and like the desire to play, but yeah. not realizing how long we would have to wait before our right. kids would be ready to play. And like games. maybe Katie Bill and I were playing games, but yeah. like it was a lot of yeah. effort. Oh, may- by the way, it's probably obvious, but we're not talking about like imaginary games. We're talking God, about board games, we're talking about card board, games, yeah, like. Yeah, I like, think there was a discussion about what qualifies as a game. Yeah, but for the most part, it's not hide and seek. It's, it's like, like a sit down at the table game. Yeah, you're playing. Yeah. a game. I have children who have now hit an age that are really playing games. Mm-hmm. Katie Bell can play games. Great, like that's so cool. Any games? It is. That's awesome. It really is. I mean, there's nothing. She got, we got chess. We got checkers. We wow. got sorry. We got life. We got the all gamut. Battleship. Yes. And Ellis has a propensity for games. That oh. kid can play sorry. Okay. And beat. Yeah. And beat me. Okay. Like legitimately yeah. uh-huh. beat me. They. Everybody's doing Uno. Yeah, Uno and understands a good one. Uno. Oh, that's good. And like, so we are definitely my <laughs> my children developmentally can play games. I do not think developmentally they can understand the emotional repercussions of a game. Mm, yes. And I really, we've been doing a lot of game playing, and I found myself in this moment where. I was faced with that question again of, do I let my kids win? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to delve further into this today. Sure. With Katie Bell, I, for the most part, play her straight. Uh-huh. Okay? I, if she beats me, because she can beat me. Mm-hmm. If she beats me, she beats me. 
if she doesn't, she doesn't. Yeah. It is not as emotionally upsetting for her when she loses, unless we are playing at night. And I just want to say, fuck everybody that like about the idea of game night. I don't think anybody should be having quote unquote game night until everybody's over 22. Yeah. Because you're too tired. Everybody's too fucking tired. Like even Stefan, I'm like, you should not be playing after eight. (laughs) And you can't like give your kid a cocktail to help them relax and have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Like nighttime. They're just getting tired and more tired and more tired. They are going to cry when they lose. (laughs) This is an expectation you should go ahead and appreciate and and, like accept. But so as a result, if we are in one of those nights, like we had a series of checker games that were going. Mm-hmm. And the first checker, round of checkers, she beat me. She was very happy. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Second round of checkers, yeah. I beat her. Uh-huh. She was not as happy. Uh-huh. She wanted to play again. Uh-huh. So first question to ponder, do you play again, even if it's right. late? Right. I play again. Wow. And I can see. Yeah. I'm about to beat the shit out of yeah. her. Not you, just, yeah. I mean, it's going to be fast yeah. and it's going to be awful. Yeah. And I can see her starting to lose it. Yeah. And so I let her win. Yeah. I made a decision yep. at that moment that it was more important that she walked away before bedtime. Yes. Okay. Yes. Than it was that she won yeah. this game. Yes. And sometimes it was like dumb, obvious. I can't believe I missed that move. Oh my god! I cannot believe I missed that. Yeah. And I can. can Sorry. Yeah. Just say really quick. Yeah. That makes perfect sense, right? That one hundred percent makes sense. That is a great time to (laughs) do what you did and let your kid win. (laughs) I'm just like, I 100% stand behind that, and I believe that I would have done the exact same thing. Right. Like, you were thinking ahead, and you're like, is this the time for us to work? Because part of what you're doing when you're playing games with your kids is you're you're giving them opportunities to learn about losing. Yes. (laughs) That's part of the learning experience in playing games with your kids. In that moment, you were doing the calculation in your head that are we going to be able to positively learn from this right now and like work through some stuff about this right now and you just decided no this is not a good time for us to work on this lesson right now right like we're we're just gonna get ready and go to bed we're gonna move on yeah yeah you can play again another day because i do believe i can beat the shit out of her yeah you can i do believe in the theory of losing is really good yes for kids it's really good i do not so important children should win every single time where are you on on this? I mean, with Gracie, she's seven and a half, and she's loving so many games. Um, and one of her favorites right now is Monopoly. Oh my! God. I know. I refuse to bring that in the house. No. Oh so, my god! I bet Gracie is really good she's, at it. Well, so she's <laughs> not that good at it because she's only played like right. probably five or six times now total. Yeah. Even though she's really into it, because it's like somebody has to be willing to play with her. Yeah. And what's happened with that is, like, she's really bad at it because she doesn't understand, like, 
planning ahead with your money and like being conservative with right. your money or like investing. So like I'll be trying to help her. And she's I don't mean when I say she's bad at it, what I mean is she's bad at like the strategy yeah. to win. She's great at like following the rules and keeping right. track of stuff and whatever. Strategy. But the strategy is like we're just she's just learning how to play the game. I'm so, not even good with the strategy of Monopoly. So yeah. like the other day, I just beat her. I mean, <laughs> so bad, like so badly. And I kept trying to help her. I kept going, are you sure you want to do that? Because this is how, that's how this is probably going to Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to help her understand, you know, like, are you sure? And she'd be like, yeah. And it's funny too, because she would start out, <laughs> she'd start out being like, so like altruistic. Yeah. Like she'd be like, oh no, you just keep that. Or here, I'll sell this <laughs> to you for like five bucks. Like, do you need it for a monopoly? Like yeah. she starts out like that. And I'm going like, honey, you don't want to do that? Because like here, this is how it's gonna Yeah, it's you gonna want to yeah. But the best part is like, of course, we finished the game and she's actually totally handling her emotions about it. Yeah. Like she's you can tell she's frustrated, but she's like managing it. But she's like, Well, can we play again now? And I'm like, God, no. no. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm maybe tomorrow or the next day. But yeah. like I'm not gonna play Monopoly a second time today. Like yeah. There's no way we don't have eight going. hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And so that's challenging for her. Because, like, of course, if you lose, you kind of want to, like, yeah. keep playing. But, yeah, I think when it comes to her at this point, there are very few. Like, I've definitely let her win in the past yeah. at, at something at some point. Right. But there are very few times now. And one of those would be, like, the thing you described with Katie Bell. Yeah. I would totally have done the same thing. I think it's just like most of the time I would rather like her have a lot of experience losing yeah. and see how not a big deal it is and see how you just keep playing. Yeah. And that's be- I like I enjoy no, that I, yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I enjoy that better too because yeah. I enjoy winning. True. Yeah. <laughs> All point. right. But here are some things that I think come up ethically yeah. in game playing besides the do you, like the do you let them win is the big one. Yeah. But then there are other things I think that come out. Uh-huh. For example, the <laughs> I would love to know how your kids react when you are giving some guidance as to oh. are you sure? Yeah. Are you are you sure that's yeah. the myth? Because I remember my father being like, Are you sure? Yeah. And me being like Holy hell, I yeah. will do whatever I please. Oh, because you're then, older, though. My kids are still little. Like, Gracie just oh. goes, no, Mommy, don't worry about it. No, oh really, God. don't worry. No, it's fine. No, I think Thank I was you, probably no. about nine. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do, man. <laughs> but, like, Katie Bell from, like, birth never wants help. Oh, yeah. So sure. that was always, okay. like, an issue. Okay. Ellis, less so. Okay. But then I'm like... Well, is it all right if we're not in the I'm on your team uh-huh. situation? Yeah. And we're past the point of learning how to play. Yeah. Because, like, if I see. Are you helping him win? Am I in helping an him win? Way right. That's like setting him up with incorrect expectations. Right. Because I know. Yeah. Because what the yeah. expectation is, is that's being set up. Yeah. Possibly is the. We have a rule. Why don't you take your hand off the peg? Right. It's. it's you've made done. the move. Yeah. Or once you've rolled dice, yeah. that's where you are. Yeah. But if they, like, I feel like there are moments like, oh, wait, I wanted to do this. Yeah. And they want to move it back. Yeah. Or the, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. And I know that if you do that, I'm going to win everything in the very next yeah. move. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, totally guilty right? of doing that. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm guilty because I'd like to think 
I'm teaching them strategy. Right. I know. But also, am I? I know. That's such a good point. Yeah, right? no, like, I definitely do that. Developmentally, yeah. do they understand strategy? Are they actually? Yet? Yeah, because isn't it better for them to learn by having it happen? Right. And then they figure right. it out for next time. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for me, I do yeah. the, I'll step in and I'll do it. Yeah. Once. Uh-huh. But I try not to do it the second time. Right. So they can see. Yeah. That I was right. That's fucked up. Okay. No, that's actually, I. the way it sounds is fucked up. That, I was right. I told you. But I think it actually makes sense. Just like cognitively, yeah. that process makes sense. Like you kind of have to like see how something plays out yeah. in reality a few times before maybe you learn from it. Yeah. All right. Other ethical like okay. thing that we get met with. Okay. During the game. Yeah. Sometimes. Ellis will want to change the rules of the game. Sure. Like just I or before we start the game, I want to play it with different rules. Oh. And yeah. neither are things that I want to do. Right. Because rules seem to change in his favor. Sure. Good strategy. And I feel like if I agree to it, I'm teaching him he doesn't have to follow yeah. the rules. I know. At the same time, maybe I'm crushing an opportunity for yeah. him to be a great game inventor. Yeah. I don't... There was a Judge John Hodgman about this recently. Was there? I think it was a docket clearing. Yeah. Um, like, not Do a whole like, case. Yeah. But somebody was upset because their spouse would let their, like, teen child yeah. say that this is how we we play this special, not real way. Yeah. And, like, whether, yeah, whether that was good or bad. Well, because there's family rules. Right. So, and sorry, a family rule. If anybody remembers how to play sorry, you come mm-hmm. out and you got to make your way all the way around the board and go up your little chute. Yeah. We play, and I don't know why. I think I did this because it, it fell into the, like, oh, this will help them oh. play. I, or maybe I played this way as a kid. Stefan didn't. When you come out of home uh-huh. and if the next card you pull is like a four in which you move backwards four, mm-hmm. you can move backwards right on up into your shoot. Oh, I used to play that way. Right? Too. Yeah. It's not in the rules. Oh. So that's like sort of our family yeah. rule. Yeah. Right? But then I think, so does family rule fall into oh, making yeah. up your own rules? Yeah. Let you ponder on that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's just a big question about life. Yeah. Right? Like... <laughs> Because there's different ways of, like, you can go to a casino and there's different ways of playing poker. You right. know what I mean? Well, there's like, different there's... games of poker. Right. right. But there's, like, different ways of playing, like, lots of different games. Like, depending on yeah. where you are, depending okay. on, you different know what roles, I mean? Different, different part of the country. Rules. Different, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I guess the last question before we wrap up is the one about, like, is there, how do you handle the the loss because, like, with Katie Bell at nine, mm-hmm. when she's upset, yeah. you know, we're a little harsher now. Because developmentally, she can take it. I mean, we're not like, too bad, sucker, yeah. in your face. <laughs> she's over us. I mean, more like, it is disappointing to lose. But yeah. this was a game that you wanted to play. We were happy to play it. It was really fun playing it. Yeah, I am sorry that you did not win. It does not make me feel good to play with you. Uh-huh. If you are going to be so angry that I won. Oh. Right? Uh-huh. Like, you can be upset. I am. <laughs> the other day, she was so sweet. She was losing in some game. Uh-huh. And she was like, I'll be right 
back. And she like goes into her bedroom and like yells and screams and then comes back out and uh-huh. finishes the game. Love it. And I was like, God, I love that, but also yeah. hmm, I don't know if that's healthy. Uh, you know, but I always wonder about Katie it's Bell. Pretty good. But like with Ellis, it's more like because his loss is so big right now. So we're trying to work through it with the like helping him understand that he can be upset. Yeah. Physically he can't be destructive. I am at the point now where I don't I actively do not try to solve problems with my kids when they're upset mm. or try to give them consequences or anything oh while they're God, upset. She's so fucking smart. <laughs> well, because it doesn't sink in. No, it doesn't I know. do anything. It's just me talking at them while they're freaking out. Yeah. Simultaneously. I know that that's the way yeah. to do it, as I point at oh, you. okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's what I'm in therapy yeah. for all the time. Okay. Like, you don't have to be yeah. the, I just you know. don't. I just go, okay, they're upset, and then I'm just dealing with them being upset, which I deal with, you know, the, like the same way you yeah. would. Just like, oh, you're upset. I'm sorry you're upset. Yeah. Offer them a hug. And then if they're being destructive, we do timeouts in yeah. our house. So the, if they're hitting somebody or breaking something or yeah. throwing something, they sit down for five minutes. Um, we have a little egg timer yeah. so they can see the thing. But usually what I will say, and I got this from Oscar's pre-K teacher, who's fucking genius, is I will just say, well, I'm happy to help you figure this out, but not. But I can't while you're upset. It's too hard to do while you're upset. So let me know when you're done being. If you still need to be upset for a little while, that's totally fine. Let mm-hmm. me know when you're not upset, and we'll figure it out. We'll wow. talk about it then. So nice. It's so it's yeah amazing. And yeah, sometimes he's still really upset for a little while, or sometimes he goes, "Okay, I'm. I don't want to be upset anymore. I want yeah. to saw any kind of calms down, and we work on it." Yeah. yeah. It turns out that yeah, that is actually. The whole how we handle it uh-huh. is again another level of gameplay. It is I hadn't thought about it totally as is. much. Yeah, you know, and a, like it is. And again, I'm a big believer in really trying to learn where your kid is developmentally yeah. when you're doing these things. Because, like you said, sometimes it's just not gonna mean anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a lot more complicated than just yeah. Let them fucking win, and they'll grow up to be president. <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Mathnasium. Studies have shown that kids lose as much as six weeks of learning over the summer, and math skills take the biggest hit. It's called the summer slide. So don't let your kids suffer from the summer slide. Take them to Mathnasium. You know what also slides in the summer? My patience. (laughs) I I am not the best at helping my children with their math. Mm Mm-hmm. Mathnasium offers fun math learning programs with face-to-face instruction and flexible schedules. This is the key. Avoid the summer slide and contact Mathnasium today. Go to mathnasium.com slash OBM or call 855-354-MATH. That's mathnasium.com slash OBM or 855-354-MATH. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-3500. 
206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. (laughs) I had some fun this weekend with my kids. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Who knew this could happen? I know. Record scratch. One thing I did that was cool was Gracie wanted her tips of her hair dyed purple. So I asked Kira and Lindsay, who work here in the Max Fun <laughs> office, because they often are dyeing their hair fun colors, like how to do it. And they were super helpful. And I got the stuff and I did it for Gracie. And it turned out great and looks super cute. And the other thing I did was I took each of Gracie and Oscar for a short jog just to see what would happen, because yeah. I like running and... One of our dogs needed a walk, and it was just like one of those weird things that time opened up, and I was like, okay. So I took Gracie jogging, and we did great. And then Oscar was kind of jealous, and I had the genius to not bring him on that trip jogging with Gracie, because like straight from the house. But like I was just like, you know what? This could go wrong, because I don't know how either of them is going to do. Yeah. So... I have the time. I'll just take them one at a time. So I said, Oscar, I'll come back for you. You're next. And so Gracie and I went for our jog and we had nice, like, quality time, just the two of us, and got some exercise. And then I came back and Oscar was ready to go and he was all excited. And I've never taken him jogging before, ever. And he was totally into it and didn't complain. We did, like, a full mile without him even, like, wanting a break, which really surprised me. And the whole time he was going, like, Mommy. This is so fun. I love you. This is great. I love you. <laughs> and it was just really like cool. It was just a cool thing. Good job. Yeah. Really. Camp mom. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. So I was out pretty much the whole weekend recovering from the some dental work. And I was listening to Stefan interact with the kids and stuff. And like this is like a weird genius. It's more of a like, it's not even like a compliment your partner, though he did such a good job. But there was this really nice moment where I just got to listen to him nailing it. Like Mm -hmm. he was, like he had found that place that I find where the balance, like I was listening to him have the balance of like prepping for dinner, talking to the kids while they're playing their own thing, Mm -hmm. like having that balance that I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves to see our partners have Mm, or, you know, we're like, they could never get there without me. You know what I mean? Like, not being resentful that he's having this nice time. It was more like, oh, he's, like, finding success in balancing. Yeah. And I, it was like, oh, I love that guy. He's doing such a good job. so good. And so I don't... You know, I mean, the other thing is just that, like, it made it even easier to stay in bed and hide for, you know, several days. But, like, it was just like, oh, he's doing really good. That's so good. Good job, Stefan. And good job, you. Thanks. Hey, Mom Bed Mother. This is a genius. Um, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And the three-year-old doesn't do great with getting in and out of a car um, a number of times. So, like, 
let's say we have to go pick up food and then bring it somewhere else. It's like two times in and out of the car and it's just not good for her. So I decided to pick up lunch to bring to my friend who just had a baby and I called ahead and I ordered the food and instead of unbuckling my kids to go in the store and pick up the food, I asked them if they could just bring it out to me instead if I paid um, with my credit card on the phone. And they said they would do that, and I pulled right up, and they gave me the food, and I left, and everyone was happy. So I feel like a genius. Thanks for the show. You're doing a great job. Bye. I'm, I'm look, I know yeah. that we have – this, in fact, was a genius I had million, many yeah. years ago, and yeah. others have called this in. Yeah. But I feel like almost annually yeah. we should remind – We need a reminder, yeah. You are a total genius. Yes. And it is like, it's almost like creating little mini villages yeah. that you don't have to live in. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people are really happy to do this for you. And you would never know or get to receive that, Yeah, you know, yeah. without asking. You are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. Good job. I think I can do that with like a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Failures. Fail, fail, fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, this one was a couple weeks ago. I was with Gracie and a friend of hers. I had taken them to the aquarium, and it was kind of a cold day. I was wearing a long sleeve shirt and my uh, green jacket that Biz has the matching jacket of, <laughs> which is like a quilted, like oh, yeah. kind of like medium heavy jacket. California winter. California winter jacket, yeah. And we were at the, like, touching pools in the, you know, where you can, like, reach in and touch the rays or, like, the sharks that don't bite you or, like, those things. (laughs) And I normally never do, Mm. not because I'm, like, so afraid, but I'm just, like, a little bit afraid. And I just don't. I don't know why. I just never have. I've always just been a little squeamish about it. So for some reason on this day... Gracie was like, Mommy, aren't you going to do it? Because she's really into it. She really likes it. She can sit there for a while and pet lots of them. And she <laughs> she just thinks it's really cool. And so I just had this moment where I was like, you know, I don't have other kids needing me right now. I'm here with, like, Grace and her other friend who's eight. And, like, yeah. there's no, like, I don't need to, like, be busy. I can actually enjoy being at the aquarium, too. And I can, like... <laughs> I can, like, do something new for me, and I can, like, touch this animal in the water and, like, feel its weird, gross, slimy skin. <laughs> and so I, I like, roll up my sleeve, and I reach down, and I touch the ray as it swims by, and it's cool. It feels really cool. It's not like anything else I've ever felt before. And I'm Two really, fingers. Yeah, two fingers. <laughs> and I'm really proud of myself for doing it, but I soaked my sleeve. Because I didn't, I couldn't like roll it up high enough, and yeah. I kind of impulsively just shoved my hand down a little too far. Oh, and so, like you don't, I didn't think it was a big deal in the moment, but then the whole rest of the day, I had this like soaking wet jacket and shirt sleeve. Like I didn't have a backup. I didn't have another Ugh. jacket. I didn't have another shirt. It was a cold enough day that I couldn't like take the jacket off. We were like. <laughs> outside a lot and it was fish juice it was fish juice too it wasn't like (laughs) clean water it was like the aquarium pool water 
just on Fish my arm pee. for the rest of the day. <laughs> so like even after I wash my hands. And the germ of a thousand <laughs> children reaching into right. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there you have it. You're disgusting. I know. God. <laughs> okay. Every morning, Ellis comes and crawls into bed for snuggle time before we roll out of the bed. We're currently trapped in a mm-hmm. there were four in the bed and the little Oh, I like said, how you, sorry, I like how you say this. Every morning before we get up, Ellis gets in to snuggle a little. I'm going to start saying that's what Oscar that's does. What even I, though yeah. he gets in at like 1 a.m. I know. He's getting in to gonna, snuggle. He just gets in in the morning to snuggle to for snuggle. a little bit exactly. before we get up. Just rips the eye mask yeah. right off of me. Go on. Bounces into bed. <laughs> Any body part he could land on. You never know. <laughs> anyway, so he sometimes brings in one stuffed animal, sometimes no stuffed animal, sometimes three. The other day, he brought in three. He had Mr. Tumbles, who is a round, small, ball-sized stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. And he had Mousie, who is a little mouse. Mm-hmm. Mousie is a yeah. small, tiny boo of the Beanie Boo mm. collection. Right. And then a bear. Not important about the bear, but I mentioned that there were three. So... <laughs> Alice is under the covers. All the things are under the covers. Uh-huh. He starts to ask, where's Mousy? So I'm feeling around, trying to grab where Mousy is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this Mousy? Yeah, it hurt. Teresa's face is already there. He <laughs> says, no, mama, that's my penis. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So he starts laughing hysterically. Right. And he says, hey, papa, mama was looking for Mousy, but instead grabbed my penis. And I thought, like, we were both like, ha, 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 ha. And he leaves and gets up and says, well, congratulations, <laughs> because everybody Ellis sees, especially at the preschool, are going to know that you were looking for Mousy, but instead grabbed his penis. None of it sounds good. None of it's okay. <laughs> I will admit, it did feel like Mousy, but I just was <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is so many, so many things are going to come out of this that I'm are so bad. sorry. Yeah. Ugh. Hi there. I think I'm calling with a fail for sure. I have a six-month-old. I recently weaned a little earlier than I wanted to but had to. And she's also very mobile. I was laying down in my bed staring at her adorable little face without my top on, as you will before you get ready for work. And she looked right at me, mild. And then launched her body across the bed onto my boob and bit it as hard as possible. And then smiled up at me as if to say, I remember what these were for, and I used to love them, and now I hate them. And, you know, that's okay. She can feel that way because I feel that way too. You're all doing a great job. And remember to wear a shirt sometimes around your baby with two <laughs> tiny little teeth. Have a good one. Oh, oh this one is layers. Really, yeah. There's a lot. Oh. You are actually remarkable. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I, I think you're actually remarkable for just laying around without a top on. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. That shows some body comfort that I will never have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually sounds like you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah. And your kid's obviously like super advanced and smart too. Yeah, exactly. Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike my carpet roller. 
for years. Yeah. Your kid ever gonna walk? <laughs> That's so much. I totally understand yeah, how you lot. feel like yeah. like this plays on things it really does. That don't make us feel good yeah. physically and emotionally. Yeah. But you actually are doing a good job. Yeah, you really are. Yeah, you really are. So I'll just look at Teresa again and point at her and tell her what a failure she is. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Wombat Mother is supported in part by Harper Wild. Harper Wild is bra shopping without the BS. Harper Wild was founded by some women who set out to revolutionize the bra shopping experience. They basically have three different types of bras. You can request the bras to get sent to your house without even paying for them. They will come to your house. You will get to try them on in the privacy of your own home, which I feel like is huge. And then basically you pay for what you choose to keep. This company is all about supporting girls' education around the world. They are doing a lot of really cool things. It's time to start lifting up your ladies with Harper Wild. Go to harperwild.com slash badmother and use promo code badmother to get 15% off your first purchase. That's harperwild, W-I-L-D-E dot com slash badmother, promo code badmother for 15% off your first purchase. harperwild.com slash badmother. Hey, Teresa. Let's call someone today. This week, we are calling Dana B. Myers, who is an award-winning entrepreneur, author, and media personality, and founder of Booty Parlor. Dana helps her clients reclaim the power of their sensuality and sexual satisfaction through her coaching practice and live workshops. Her advice and Booty Parlor's products have been featured by Marie Claire, Women's Health, Parents, and The Wall Street Journal, and much more. Her most recent book, The Mommy Mojo Makeover, 28 Tools to Reclaim Yourself and Reignite Your Relationship, was published in 2018 by Viva Editions. Welcome, Dana! Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be with you. We are excited to be with you. We have friends who may have, yeah. you know, <laughs> friends. Yeah. I have a friend of mine. A friend of mine has this problem. Yeah. It's, it's actually no one in my social group. No. I've, just heard of, I've heard of women having this yeah. problem. That's right. I, I went on the internet once and I was told, mm-hmm. all right. Dana, before we get in to some much-needed advice and guidance, I would like to yes. ask you what we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? I live in my house with my husband, Charlie, who I have been married to for 14 years. And we also live with our children. We don't leave them outside in a cage. <laughs> they are, <laughs> although sometimes I threaten them, Um our children are Rocky, who is almost nine, and our daughter, Indy, who is almost six. And that is who lives in our house. Yay! That's plenty. Yay. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. You got That's enough, enough in your house. 
I don't need any animals and I don't need any more children. Good That's for enough. you. Yeah. Wait, this, Teresa, this woman yeah. sounds like she's clear on her needs and boundaries. I know. <laughs> I am. I am very Teach clear. us. <laughs> I know. All right. So you built a brand on sensuality and sexual satisfaction, and then yeah. you had kids. <laughs> and I, oh, my God. I mean, like, every person who has children enter their lives somehow, like, suddenly there are kids in their house. Their whatever they were doing professionally can be sort of affected by said children. Funny. Suddenly, my mind is trying to get around someone whose entire brand and career is around mm-hmm. sensuality and sexuality, and then you have kids. I I would like what, what? Yeah, what? How do you how do you deal with it? <laughs> well, it's so funny. I I often refer to that moment as like one of the greatest moments of of unbridled naivete that I will ever experience in my whole life. I went in, I, you know, I had a great pregnancy. I was writing my first book while I was pregnant. I was, I had a sex drive. I felt amazing. And I was like, I got this. This is cake. I don't know what anyone's talking about. I'm going to sail into motherhood with my body intact, with my sex life and libido intact, with my relationship intact. It's gone. It was my career intact. It's going to be cake. This is like the most delicious cake, and we're laughing at your cake. Okay. Oh my god, I was so naive. I was so naive, and literally, I feel like I went from one day feeling amazing, and the next day, everything got turned upside down. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't have a libido anymore. I was becoming incredibly resentful of my husband by the day. I just didn't know. I was exhausted. I was sleep deprived. I felt like, where did all my me time go? Yeah. So everything I thought I knew about going in, everything I thought I knew about the tools I had developed with my businesses and my brands, the tools to feel sexy and confident and keep that intimate spark going in your relationship, all the tools I thought would carry me through didn't work anymore because I had kids. Yeah. So that's, that is kind of when I thought, well, this sucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In fact, it does suck. (laughs) It sucks. I hate feeling this way. And um, I thought, but you know what? I had this moment where I was like, I am not going down. Like I'm not going down with like the kids will not ruin my sex drive. The kids will not ruin my sex appeal. They will not ruin my sense of fun and pleasure. And so that's when I kind of dug in and started working with little things every day because we all know we lose a lot of our time when we become moms. But I just started doing little things every day to reconnect with my body, little things every day to bring pleasure back, little things every day to stop hating my husband so much and remember that I loved him. Yeah, we want to get into this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. What are let's just I want to just stop and I want to talk about where do you want to start? I I know stop and then start because I want to talk about both the little things. And then I also want to talk about the effects of resentment. We talk about resentment on the show and how easy it is to fall into it. Like we have a saying on the show that is. I didn't marry an asshole. Now, mm. sadly, some people married assholes. But for the most part, mm-hmm. true, I, I didn't. And I have to remember that, right? And yeah. so yeah. I want to start with, I'm not even sure which one we should start with, whether it be the little things or if it's the resentment. I'll let you pick. 
<laughs> yeah, I think, look, I mean, let's, let's start with the resentment. Yeah. Because it's very, if there's resentment, it's, it's almost impossible for there to also be romance. And if there's resentment, it's, it's very hard to rekindle an enthusiastic sex life. You have to have attraction to do that. And resentment is on the opposite side of the spectrum from attraction. So resentment, it is, it's like this toxic, evil feeling. And we walk around with it as women and mothers and we mutter under our breath and then we, we, we hate our partners <laughs> and, and we have this big stinking pile of resentment that we sit on every day. And what happens to a lot of mothers is that, hey, you may, you may have stopped asking for help or for yeah. your needs to be met because maybe you tried and he didn't get it. So you stopped asking or B, you might be asking in the wrong way. And these are two really common problems. So I always say that when you want to start working on resentment and on healing resentment, you have to take a look at yourself first and say, okay, have I stopped asking because I felt like a nag or because mm -hmm. uh, I didn't like the way he helped me out, you know? And that's like, that's, that's a common <laughs> thing as well. It's like getting the help and being like, you suck at giving me help. I'll just do it myself. The, the second thing that people get wrong, really wrong, and I, I was appalled at how wrong I got this in my own life, <laughs> is how I was asking for help. Like, even something very simple like the trash. I'd be like, can't you smell that? It smells like death in here. And that's how I thought, that's how I, thought I was asking him to take out the trash. Because I resented the fact that it was just sitting there. And I thought that's how I was asking for help. But that is not a direct <laughs> request. Like, that is that is just passive aggressiveness. Yeah. So, what you say instead is, hey, babe, would you take out the trash? Another example, if you feel like your partner is not uh, creating opportunities for romance, not taking you out of date, what you don't say is, you know, we haven't gone out in weeks. Why can't you just pull something together? You say, babe, would you please organize a date for us this Saturday night? Be specific in your request for help. And, you know, it, another, another thing that so many mothers crave is more appreciation, right? Just, mm -hmm. just tell me I'm doing a great job. But what you don't want to say is, you never tell me I'm doing a great job. It's like I don't even exist. You say instead, babe, would you just, would you just throw me a compliment? Would you just tell me I'm doing a good job as a mom? And it's like, I know that we often don't want to have to ask for those things. It, it, who cares? Ask for it so you can get it. Like yes. At, yes, ask for it so you can get it. So often they just need a reminder. And so the reason I'm talking about asking for the help or appreciation or romance or date nights that you that you desire is so that he can give it to you, so you can appreciate it, so that the resentment starts to fall away. It's really connected. Yeah. Asking, asking for help, appreciating it, and then watching the resentment melt away. I am going to say that I feel like a bell just went off in my head. But if I mm. can communicate and ask for things like that and mm -hmm. then get the positive reinforcement that they'll do that, what else might I ask for that I might not oh. have asked for in a while that they might also be like, you know, I mean, not to compare it to taking out the trash, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, So let's talk about the little things we can start doing 
to sort of reignite this in us. And what I really like, by the way, is that the book really focuses yeah. on starting with us. It has to start with you cultivating that yummy sense of turn on and pleasure and and excitement within your daily mom life. And there's a couple things. There's so there's so many things you can do, but some of my favorite things are well, first I call it infusing sexy stimulation into your everyday. So I always tell the same story because it really clearly uh, lights up what I'm talking about. So when I go to the grocery store, I tend to linger in the produce department next to the carrots <laughs> and uh, the eggplant and I the cucumbers you. and all these sort of shiny, glistening, you know, <laughs> phallic uh, vegetables sure. of different sizes and shapes. And then the mister comes on and and they get all sort of, you know, juicy. And, and I love you so much. Go ahead. And what this does, what this does, I'm not thinking about using them as a sex toy. Sure. But what I'm what I'm allowing what I'm allowing within myself is to take these little sensual inputs that exist in my daily life. I'm not talking about going to the sex store or a sex club or whatever, anything like that. Just looking up in my daily life and saying what sexy stimulation is already here that I'm missing out on? And so then I'm looking at the carrots and maybe I see a cute guy in aisle five and then I start to allow myself to wander into a fantasy. And then, you know, and then because I'm smiling to myself, somebody smiles at me on the street and I'm going like, hey, that's fun. Someone just gave me good energy. They don't know what I'm thinking about, but I do. <laughs> And then later, I'm in the house cooking those carrots, and I've got that same cheeky little smile on my face. My kids don't know why, but I'm, I'm, I'm cultivating my sensuality. So I'm turning on my brain with sensual inputs. I'm a very visual person, so I yeah. love to look at the carrots, or maybe I see a flower and the way the flower's blooming. Then I think about my own flower blooming. You know, if you are turned up on music, maybe you hear a song. Yeah. And you remember you made love to that song once, or maybe you're more about texture and you see you're at Crate and Barrel, like getting new plates or something, but you see a textured couch and you imagine what your body would feel like, you know, rolling around on that couch. It's like you just, or, or you know what, instead of scrolling on Instagram at your kid's karate class, you like look at the hot teacher and, and, you know, you just use what's in front of you and you make it. You, you turn it into a pleasurable thought. So it's a super easy way to kind of turn on your brain. And then suddenly you start noticing that your body is taking those inputs and your body's feeling more turned on as well. Oh, my God. I'm going grocery shopping right after this. <laughs> yes. Can I, can I just add that this sounds like a lot like also almost like a very mindful practice. Like yeah. if you have to be very present. You can't be yeah. like anxiously thinking about different stuff that you need to be worrying about, about your kids or your finances yeah. or your job. Totally. Like you're very totally. much like looking around you in your body, taking yep. in your senses. Yeah. And totally. So yes. that seems healthy in a lot of ways. Yeah, too. that's a much yes. better mindful practice than some of the ones that that app tells me to do. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So that's a really good one. Another really important practice is self-pleasure. Yeah. And, you know, giving yourself an orgasm at least once a week. You know, every Sunday night, I sit down and I schedule my week. I sit with my planner. I look at what's ahead. I mark down when I'm going to work out what I'm planning for the meals, 
what's on the social calendar, what I need to do for the kids. And then I also map out my moments of intimacy with my partner, with my husband, and all not not with my partner and my husband. I only have one with my husband. <laughs> it's that guy you picked up at the grocery store. I love it. Um, and then with myself. So I will write down, you know, Tuesday morning. I know I'll have the house to myself. I'll write down solo sessions. And I will really take that moment. And it's really, you only need 5, 10, 15 minutes. And I will really make it a ritual where I'm connecting with myself, where I'm tuning out the rest of the world. And that is so healing. It's healing to the mom who feels down on her body because she doesn't like the way she looks after giving birth. Yeah. Because she's being reminded of what her body is actually capable of doing and how good her body is capable of feeling. So it takes her from looking and judging into a feeling and a pleasure space. And and so much of the book and, and self-pleasure in particular is about feeling entitled, really deserving of your own pleasure as a woman. For all, you know, for all that you give to everyone else as a mother, what's yours as a woman? Dana, I thank you so much for joining us and for writing this book. Guys, the book is, it's a really great book. And the homework assignments, the journaling, just even the act of answering the questions or asking yourselves new questions, it's the same as the, you know, looking for sensuality throughout your day. It's the same as, you know, self-pleasuring. And it's just another way to start to change that voice in your head about who you think you are. And I, I just... That's right. Yeah. And it's, it's such a really great book. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll link everybody up to your website, your Twitter, and where they can get a copy of this amazing book. Just because Mother's Day is over doesn't mean Mama still doesn't need a present. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. You're amazing. Thanks for the work you're doing. Oh, absolutely. It's This one, this is a lot easier than trying to help people regain their sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're all doing our part. We're all doing our part. That's right. All right. Well, have a good day. Thank you, guys. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Hate Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. 
You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flobie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Oh, my God. That was great. That was great. That was amazing. You know what? I just want to say that, like, when she started off sort of talking about the you know, how she went into pregnancy and having kids and mm-hmm. how she was sure everything's going to be great. And then mm-hmm. when she talked about how it really was for her, I wanted to yell, normal. I just want to, like, yeah. start yelling at people, normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's rarer. You're more the odd man out if 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 you couldn't relate to any of it. Yeah. I feel a little like. It's, yeah. it's just, like, all the other aspects of... Being a parent, and let's face it, being a person in the world, it's most of it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another place to forgive ourselves mm-hmm. for feeling like it's not normal. Yeah. And instead be like, it's normal. Yeah. Now I'd like to do something about that. So I deserve it. Yeah. So thank you so much to Dana, Mommy Mojo Makeover. <laughs> you know, what also helps reconnect <laughs> one with their sense of self is a mom having a breakdown. Hi, my name is Becky, and this is a rant. Every goddamn day, I get home from school pickup, and I have three kids. They are seven, four, and two. And so I get home from picking the seven-year-old up from school, and I look around at my life, and I just don't understand how it's fucking four o'clock in the afternoon And I feel like I've run my ass around all day and nothing is done, like literally nothing. And I, I just don't understand how is nothing fucking done. Like, I feel like I wake up at five in the morning. I teach classes remotely for ESL students. I run a photography business. I have three kids. I am constantly picking shit up and feeding everybody and feeling like a goddamn failure. And then at four o'clock, I look around and I swear to God, I've like worked out and I've done all these things. And I'm like, but I haven't vacuumed in days and I'm putting pizza in the oven again. And I just don't understand how I've done all of this all day, but still can't seem to get my shit together. How is it possible? And then I get angry at them when they're just doing normal kid things. And then I'm yelling about how stop playing hide and seek with your brother and sister, which in theory is adorable. And why do I do that to them? But instead, I just get so mad that shit isn't vacuumed. And I'm feeding them a shitty dinner again. And how many ways in a day can I fail at life? So that's my rant. I love you guys. Uh, I don't usually 
you know, yell really loud uh-huh. at callers. Yeah. But you might be missing yeah. something. I think, yeah, I don't like to disagree yeah. with a breakdown. Yeah. But some of your thinking is sounds erroneous. Yeah, we got to... Like, Let's let's look at this. Let's look at this. This is one of those I'm telling myself a story. Yeah. And let's look at maybe that story is actually not true. Correct. Yeah. Because you started, it's like the you led with the wrong thing. You started <laughs> with the at four o'clock. Yeah. Okay. And I would like to say I could spend a whole show talking about Four, Four o'clock. o'clock. I know. There, there are the days where you like look at the kitchen counter mm-hmm. and you're like, this place is trash. Yes. It wasn't two hours ago. Yes. It's like, it's so trashed. Yeah. And I remember getting in that like weird resentful place where I'd be like, you know, having a conversation with Stephanie wasn't there. Yeah. You're going to come home and yeah. you're just going to be fucking clean because yeah. like you never see this. Yeah. I am a fucking goddess. Yeah. That like there's yeah. food and like all yeah. this is clean by the yeah, time yeah, you get right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So four o'clock is, I think, maybe level five in hell. Yeah. Okay? It is. It's just we have to visit it like every fucking day. Yeah. So get it. Yeah. But then and you pose the question. Why am yeah. I struggling? And and why haven't I gotten anything more done? done? Then, ding ding ding! You talk you about all the amazing stuff. stuff. You you're talking, just listing all the stuff you're you've working done. two jobs and like two job jobs, and then you're working the job of all jobs. The yeah. three kids. Yeah, you get kids. And they're little. And they're little. That. Those are kids who need to be driven around a lot. Yeah. And those are like jobs. And with the yeah. photography one, well, that is a driving job. And that is like an emotionally draining job. And like all of these require scheduling, so communications, emails. Yes. We've already talked about the time suck that that is. Yeah. And these are all, and, you know, I'm not saying don't do those things. Right. I'm just saying. Let's take into account yeah. and pat ourselves on the back <laughs> as instead of poking ourselves mm, yeah. on the back that, yeah, four o'clock, yeah. things are going to look like shit. Yeah. And you're tired by then. Oh, you're probably ready. Like your so body could yeah. probably naturally just start getting ready for bed at that time because you've, <laughs> yes. you've been up since five working yeah. your ass off. And yeah. you have. You have. You have. It's not... It's not a mystery why you're upset that there's so much more to do at four o'clock. Yeah. The answer to that is because you've been working since 5 a.m. Yeah. yeah. You're tired and you're done. Yeah. Now would be a good time to stop for the day, but you don't get to. So it feels yeah. really unfair. Yeah. I And the vacuuming. And oh, the, I, mean, I get it. I yeah. can't walk into like, I can't, my eyes, my eyes go right to... All of the, the like the shitty yeah. like I'm like what is this debris on the floor? Yeah, I know. I swept this. Me too. I know. This is like an inch deep of debris when I yeah. sweep it again. Yeah. How did we make that much or debris? Like, I just picked up all these little things. Yeah. But like a few minutes later, there's still little things. Little things on the floor. Yeah, and it's not like I I I must have missed them because uh-huh. there were so many. Yeah. I thought I got them all. Yeah. Wasn't even like my kids came yeah. back out. And just threw little things and ran into the next room like a parade. Yeah. I just didn't even see yeah. it because there's so and much. And then there's the baggage of like, well, should I make them clean it up? And yeah. should I work through that with them for an hour? And that's going to be a whole task. Yeah. That is my body and brain up to that right now? Yeah. Like, you know what's easier? Snapping at kids. Yeah. Yeah. Or just picking it up or not. Yeah. 
I mean, or, they're like playing hide and seek, yeah. but I get that too. I mean, it's just so much. You're doing so you're doing, much. You're doing such a good job. Yeah. 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 You're, the person t- to feel bad about is not you. I mean, there's nobody to feel bad about. No. It's just you You deserve to feel really good yeah. about your work because you're working really hard. Oh, yeah. And you're doing a really good job. Yeah. I'm enjoying the let's change the story. Yeah. And I, I really think that like four o'clock should be like we should all be like, oh, it's four. Yeah. Of course it's like this. Yeah. But not in a like, of course it's like this. It's yeah. more of like a throw your hands up and yeah. like give it a little shimmy. Yeah. Of course it's four. Yeah. It's four o'clock somewhere, guys. <laughs> it's probably in your kitchen. All over the fucking place. You're doing a remarkable job. Yeah. Uh, your kids are so lucky that you are their mama and that you are doing so much to take care of them. And... Um. Yeah. Let's all check that voice. Make sure. And I have fallen victim to the voice uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. So much so that I had to get into some therapy to really look at that voice because mm-hmm. that voice was not telling me the truth. And so really check that voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, because it, there's a better, good chance it's lying to you. You are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. You are welcome to call this hotline and yell about it yeah. whenever you want. That's yep. why the hotline is there. Yes. You are doing a good job. Good job. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? We learned that playing games with our children is more about teaching them how to lose. It's teaching them how to lie and <laughs> cheat their way through the world and how they interact. Actually, I was telling Teresa, I forgot to talk about something that I've caught myself doing. And that is several times when it's Katie Bell and Ellis playing, I'll just like, Katie Bell, you need to let your brother win. Right? Like, and I don't do it. All, and then I'm like, that, that is actually a whole thing we got to unpack for a whole day. Yes. But like, I, I, like, I really fight myself and I don't do it all the time. Right. But I'm like, suddenly the message of let Somebody yeah. win yeah. when I do it. Right. When I let them win. Yeah. To avoid whatever or to help right. in the lesson process. That feels one way. Right. But then when I tell Katie Bell to let <laughs> her brother win, that feels real different. Mm-hmm. Different feeling. Something else going on Something there. Something else going on. <laughs> Back to therapy. We also learned that we shouldn't really even play games with our kids until they're really old. Yeah. Like like 30. Like 30. Yeah. And at five o'clock. Yeah. That probably with like a lot of cheese and stuff around, right? Like a lot of nuts and cheese and things to eat. Yeah. Uh, We also learned that (laughs) sex is good. Sorry, I'm just laughing about our recommendations. Go on. I love i am i honestly i will never look at anybody at the grocery store the same again me neither but again the thing is the real takeaway here is it's normal this is what happens to us Mm -hmm. even if you're a sex expert yeah it happens to you yeah and it's okay to not only ask for your partner to take the trash out it's okay to ask for them to Take the trash out. And, and by the way, what's great is the book also does cover people who aren't in partnered relationships. 
So I, I think that's really helpful. So it's not like it's, you know, all about you and the partner. It's like, oh, if you're dating again or if you'd like to try and get back out or just basically making yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. That's important. Everybody, you're totally normal. <laughs> what do you think about that? Normal, normal, normal. You're doing an amazing job. This is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? It is. It is. It. It's just hard, you guys. It's just so fucking hard. You know it is. We know it is. Teresa. Yes. You are doing a really good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down, Mama Blues. I got to low down, Mama Blues. Got to low down, Mama Blues. Low down, Mama Blues. Got to low down, Mama Blues. Got to low down, Mama Blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.